Yeah, it, jerky is vegetarian. Oh, I didn't know it's, that. Uh, it's made from like hemp, I believe. Is it vegan? Uh, no, because it casts a shadow. Yo, what up? This is the Shenantics Podcast. We're here to chill with you during the next amount of time so that you can enjoy the rest of your day in peace. Right, M. Cole? Yes. Skanky, do you know how to rap? Like no. Just like bust out like some, some sick lyrics for us? No, I can't rap, but I know how to make a good rap. Oh, yeah? Like, yeah. Like, uh, it's got like feta cheese in Chicken and stuff. Caesar, you know? Yeah. Wow. We got yeah, some, some, something with the Gouda, maybe? Mm, or some Mott's, you know? Jerky, so much jerky. Jerky in a wrap? No, I just, I li- was literally chowing down in some sticks of jerky before I got here. And so. What kind of jerky do you get? Well, Skanky, this one was from a gas station. Oh. I was in Wisconsin this weekend, and so uh, we were driving back, and we stopped in a gas station, and they had like locally sourced jerky in like a little area, and so I bought some of that. Okay, and it was very tasty. It was it was actually reminiscent that one of the previous jobs I had, um, one of the secretaries there, she would bring jerky in. When she visited Wisconsin, and I'm now thinking that we, I'm eating the jerky she used to bring me, and so I think it was like a little bit of nostalgia plus a little bit of tasty jerkiness. It was teriyaki. I would have bought, I think I bought like half a pound of jerky. I probably would have bought like six pounds if I really. Holy it. shit! Wait, is Wisconsin and jerky a thing that's synonymous? I think Wisconsin, from my understanding, is the dairy state, and cows make. Dairy, and I think that when the cows get too old, they go they start to pumping out jerky instead yeah, of the milk. Exactly, they go to a farm. Up that must hurt. It's like an office job. No, it doesn't come out of them. They, it's like it's like they like you. It's like like if you were to like write a novel, right? Like click 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 on your keyboard. Like that's kind of what they're doing, except jerky is formed. And yeah, R- they're writing the jerky. Yeah, it, jerky is vegetarian. Oh, I didn't know that. It's made from, like, hemp, I believe. Is it vegan? Uh, no, because it casts a shadow. Oh, that's how that works. Yeah. Wait, I thought that if it cast a shadow when it came out to the Northwest, then that meant it was vegan. Mm, mm, mm. Ooh, I might be... <gasps> no, no, that's pescatarian. Oh, yes, yes, it's, it's yes. I think I think pescatarian is a type of veganism. If it casts any shadow, then wait. So then, what's pastafarian? I'm very confused now. <laughs> pastafarian <laughs> is someone that only eats pasta, and it's a recognized religion in America. And uh, yeah, if you wear a noodle strainer on your head, you get to take a driver's license photo with it. <laughs> is it actually a recognized religion, pastafarianism? So that's kind of so that's that's the kind of the origin from my understanding of pastafarianism is that someone who 
didn't believe in religion was kind of using it as like a satire against like actual organized religion. And in the United States, like recognizing of other religions, um, they went to go get their driver's license photo taken and they wanted to wear, or they said that they had to wear a colander on top of their head because it was part of their religion. And it kind of like is shining a light on the government that isn't supposed to like recognize one religion over another, but at the same time, how that government can then also has a hard time saying whether or not something is a religion. You know what I mean? Like, like this people of the DMV as a government entity, how can they say, no, 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 your pastafarianism isn't real. Like once they start getting that power, then it's kind of crossing lines. And so they kind of use it to exploit that part of it as a commentary on modern society. Wow. Yeah. And yes, they worship the flying spaghetti monster. Yes, 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 they do. So they, uh, yeah, I mean, maybe I'll be a pastafarian. Why not? I wonder if we get cool stuff. Do, do, when do they, do, is there a church that you can go to in your local area? That, that... Pastafarian Church Chicago. Let's find out. <laughs> I don't think they have churches. Oh, I think they might. I think they might. Can't anyone make a religion, though, and then there, wouldn't there be like a whole tax-exempt thing with that? So that's, I think that's two different types of things like for any organization you still have to apply for tax exempt status through the irs and the like religions from my understanding don't get just like per se exemption right like if you just go to the irs you're like oh hey i'm a religion like i want my income to be exempt they're not just gonna be like yeah go ahead um you have to still apply for it and kind of go through some type of vetting process uh but like i said it's it's the same kind of thing but like with the taxing it's not i don't know taxes are weird because in some some points it is government action that like limits what you can do but at other times it really isn't uh it's 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 that's a weird weird thing so that that tax that tax law stuff but uh but yeah no, you i will i will be giving skanky this not the audience at large because skanky is my client so mm-hmm. I'm giving you the advice that you cannot start a religion just to get tax exempt status shit all right so, you caught me i yep. all right Yep, yep. I was thinking about it. People, you'd be you'd be surprised at how many people actually do try that. Really? Because it's yeah, it's it's a it's not zero. It's and they zero. think they're like being smart. I'm sure. Yeah, of course. They're like no one's ever thought about this before. <laughs> I think it's a combination of no one's ever thought about this before, and there are tons of people that have thought of it, and they're pulling it off. Right? Like it's. Uh-huh. Really, Oh, everyone else is doing this. I don't want to be the only idiot in the room that isn't doing it. So it's uh Oh, yeah, no. Don't don't do that. Please don't. Please. Please. I'll I'll try not to. I but, will represent you. Thank you. Don't, don't do it. Thank you. Yeah, okay. Uh on Wikipedia it says the legal status. It says that national branches of the Church of the Flying Spaghetti Monster have been striving in many countries to have pastafarianism become an officially legally recognized religion with varying degrees of success in New Zealand. Yeah, it says that New Zealand has authorized marriage celebrants that are pastafarian. 
so you can get married by a pastafari in New Zealand. Yes. <laughs> um, so apparently in Chicago back in 2016, um, Rachel Hoover uh, renewed her driver's license and persuaded supervisors to let her wear a colander, a symbol of her religious beliefs in the ID photo. Um, wow. But now the state says her license will be invalid if she does not retake the photo. <laughs> this was back in 2016, and so she wanted to sue to enforce her right to be able to to do that. So, Wow. I don't see... Let's see. Rachel... Should we... Sh- let's Google Rachel Hoover sues Chicago. Rachel this is such... Hoover. This is like the strangest conversation about Pastafari's. That's the only one I find is a 2016 article. So my guess, she did not sue for that. Yeah, everything is 2016. Wait, I'm getting a New York City church here for the first Pastafarian church of the flying spaghetti monster. I tried to find one in Chicago, but it didn't. I couldn't really find anything. Join us. God, it's so creepy whenever anyone says that. There's a phone number. And for their address, it just says West End Avenue. It's it's like what? That do, that doesn't even make any sense. I I found the found the site to. Uh... <laughs> Should I do this right now? I found the site for uh, Church's Flying Spaghetti Monster, and it says join. So you want to be a Pastafarian? Great. Consider yourself a member. You'll notice no hoops to jump through. You don't need to pay anything. However, I could pay thirty four dollars. To be an ordained Pastafarian minister. You can marry people in New Zealand. I think I can marry people in Illinois. (laughs) Really? Oh, well, isn't that a thing? Like, you can register to be a minister anywhere and marry people? Yeah, this gets back to the where we started with the weird religion thing. Is that like I believe there? I don't know the entire history of it, but like in the law, like ordained ministers to like not step on the church's shoes can marry people, but then it's like the church is like, how can the church then say who is and is not an ordained minister type thing? Mm-hmm. You can't, you can't um, respect and establish one religion over another. So, but yeah. Huh, interesting. This, uh, that, that, was a, that was a very, very, very weird tangent. That was, <laughs> uh, so. Well, this whole podcast is weird tangents. That's true. Tangential by shenantics. Um, but speaking yeah. of it, this actually kind of is a little bit on uh, the thread of what we were talking about. Have you read or heard of the book Educated? No. You need to read this book. Okay, it what is, is it about? Fucking insane. It's a memoir um, of this young woman who grew up in Idaho to a survivalist family where she was not given any education. And then she goes on and applies and gets to into college when she's like 16 or 17 and continues on to get a PhD from Cambridge. And it kind of goes through just the insane and absolutely crazy shit of her life. It is, it's very, very gripping, very interesting. And I've been telling... I finished it like two or three days ago, so everyone that has talked to me in the last few days has heard me talk about this fucking book, and that includes you, Skanky. Welcome to the Wow, thank you. So, um, 
I think gripping is always a very good way to describe a book. Yeah, I read that in, uh, I think, the New York Times review called it gripping. <laughs> it was like, I, I like that. Because <laughs> I agree. I was like, that's exactly what this is. And that sells me on it. And I'm already done with the book. And I'm like, you're right, it is gripping. Let's go gripping. back and again. Gripping. Uh, yeah. Wait, hold on here. Mm-hmm. Did you say New York Times review? Mm, yeah, I think it was listed on Amazon. Hold on. Amazon. Ah, so you weren't reading the New York Times. Oh, no, 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 no. Or maybe it was on her... Yeah, it was on her um, author, because I, I wanted to put a face to the, uh, to the story. So I went ah. to her press page, and it listed it on there, I believe. Okay, got it, got yep. it. Okay. Yep, yep, yep. New York Times, inside the list, spinning an off-the-grid childhood into a gripping memoir. Gripping. I'm impressed I knew that it was the New York Times that called it that. <laughs> like, yeah, wow, that's a great, good job. Damn, damn. But yeah, so I, uh, I do, I strongly recommend it. I think it was on um, Obama's book list or something like that. Too. Cool. You know, all the, all the good stuff. All the good, all the good stuff. stuff. We're really, we're really digging so, deep. Yeah. Um, but like, so the reason why it reminded, reminded me a bit of Pastafarianism is the guy's a survivalist. So like, A, he distrusts the entire government and B, he is Mormon, but he's like, a weird offshoot of Mormonism where it's like the Mormons in his town look at him like he's insane. And so it's like uh, that Pastafarianism kind of reminded me a bit of that. So, yeah, so I Pastafari. Um, but since you mentioned it, yes, I am still, still off the news. It's still making me feel very, very good. I am flying through books right now because I have really successfully managed to turn all of my Twitter time into reading books time. I'm very like into the habit now of when I want to look at Twitter, I just, or look at my phone, I should say, cause it's not even Twitter anymore. When I want to look at my phone, I open up the Kindle app and like read for even just like two minutes of that. And like that. Adds nice. So, um, but yeah, so that has been, that has been going very well. I, uh, there are a few things that I th- I'm pretty sure when I'm done with this entire experiment, I will introduce news slowly because there's been, there's been a few times where news stories have come up that it felt weird that I didn't know about it because people mentioned it. The okay. Most recent one was, I think it was on Thursday night. Um, and it was actually in the process of me telling one of my friends about how I don't read news. And he's like, yeah, like, I guess you really aren't missing, like, the really fucked up shit, like the, um, like the Amazon fire. Mm. And I was like, I don't want to engage with news. And so in my mind, I was like, was there a fire at the company? Or, like, <laughs> the area, <laughs> like the geographic area. You, you need me, you need a little bit more information about that. Because <laughs> like, because it was really could go, it really could go one way or the other. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, I still know nothing about it because I didn't ask. But it was that was a moment where it was like, okay, there is. I do need at least like a baseline level of news going forward. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't obviously need the just day to day shit that I've been trying to avoid. So, um, but yeah, so that's been going very very good. So I gotta. 
in a few weeks, I'll kind of come up with a plan on how to reintroduce news into my life in a better way. So Nice. And no Twitter is going well? No Twitter is going... It is going well. I do... I do, like... I've completely kicked the habit. I feel like I'm happier because of it. But I do feel like I'm missing out on, like, things, like, with friends, but also with, like, hobbies that I follow. And so... I don't know how to dip my toe back into Twitter without just being sucked all the way back in. I don't know uh-huh. how to get that information else, like elsewhere. Um, and so, like, I think the best example is like Overwatch League, the regular season games before the playoffs wrapped up this weekend. And when I watched Overwatch League, they they put up tweets every once in a while, and like I'll see tweets. I'm like, oh, I completely missed that entire thing because I don't follow like read their stuff on twitter anymore i'm like well it seems kind of shitty that i'm missing out on something i enjoy because i cut off that entire source and so Mm. i'm not sure i don't know what i'm gonna do with twitter i do honestly feel like i'm happier though that i don't read it so yeah i think you're the only person keeping up with overwatch league that might be possible (laughs) might be possible i love overwatch league still yeah yeah, yeah. No, it's it's I do. I have I have problems with it. It's like the format of it I've realized. Um mm-hmm. I just I do. Like I it's even be kind of becoming like the thing I just kind of want to have on in the background cuz I enjoy watching it so much. So like uh-huh. like games I've seen like turning out like the way that people watch The Office and Parks and Rec and stuff like that like just like turn it on so like if I want to like watch an interesting thing I can look up and watch the team fight and then go back to whatever I'm doing and it doesn't matter if I miss the rest of the game. Uh-huh. But uh but no, I am I'm really worried about next year though. I'm, I'm, I think I'm worried that it's all going to go off a cliff. So Yeah, I don't really know what's going to happen. Yeah. Because this year they've not really seen the success that they did last year. Yeah, yeah. And I think the bigger worry with me, like, like there are still a good amount of people that like it. I think the bigger problem is that they, they haven't really grown, right? Like, they, have sh- they haven't, like, shrank to the level that, like, it's like a way smaller than it was before, but like it does still need to keep growing. Yeah. You know I mean, and getting more. Yeah. Money. Yeah. And like, exactly. It's not doing that. Like it's not really, it's not really progressing forward. And I, it feels like a lot of the people, um, or at least like the entity itself, like the organization, I think they believe next year is going to be like a big change when they have local home games. And, mm. I'm just not sure if that's the case. I don't like, I understand like that they wanted the local type things and you can support a local team and stuff like that. But, and I do like that part of it, but I don't feel like just because all of a sudden the games are going to be back home at local markets, like you're going to have this huge groundswell of support from like the New York market of people that didn't watch it before. Yeah. I mean, like that's, I agree. Yeah. I don't think it's going to work like that. Yeah. And so I, that worries me because I want it to keep going on forever because I really do enjoy it. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Well, well, I think Overwatch in general, even the game, not even the competitive nature of it, has been kind of dwindling. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that's the hard, that's the hard thing with esports or video games in general is that they kind of have their life cycle and really only, like, 
the diehards stick around. And so when you bring esports into it, like, then how do you keep that going? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Not to mention Overwatch is, I, I kid you not, Overwatch is impossible to explain to someone that has never played Overwatch. Like, it, tr- it truly yeah. is. Like, put on, put on Overwatch League, bring someone in that, like, has at least played video games, right? So it's not like, I'm not saying, like, sit, like, your mom or dad down and be like, hey, let me try and teach you this. Like, the, don't even go that difficult. Just bring someone that plays video games in and sit them down and put on Overwatch League and try to explain to them and teach them what's going on in a match. Like, you want to pull your hair out. It's, it's... I mean, I feel like it's gotten worse. There's just shields everywhere and then there's like some guy making a portal thing and then like someone's throwing something and it's I like it, there's just described one hero like the newest hero in like three sentences there's shields everywhere they yeah they throw something and he throws a giant rock <laughs> like, yeah but and then there's that plus all the other shit that's happening with other people's shields yeah, and like yeah. It's just a lot. There's a lot going on. That that is that is true. Yeah, and like that, but that's part of the heart, and like that's why I feel like it's that's why I feel like that the potential audience for it is it's not only limited, but it's also kind of like decreasing because I can I can explain someone the very explain to someone the very basics of Overwatch, right? That is easy. Like, you have four different map types. Here's how each of the maps works. One of them has a cart, and you push it along, et cetera, et cetera. No reason to go all the way to do it. Yeah. Um, pretty straightforward. I can basically do that. The second that you have to get into heroes, which is what makes it kind of interesting, you, yeah, it's all bets are off. Like, you can't do, you, you can't do anything, right? Like, you start maybe just explain that there's three different archetypes. Well, okay, great. But, like, within that, like, they're, they want to, like, the person watching wants to know why this person can do XYZ or what the hell just showed up on the screen. Uh, yeah. So it's exactly like you said. Like, and so if you don't, if you don't follow Overwatch, like, you're starting, you're going to lose that audience too because, great, they introduced a new hero or two or three new heroes. Like, now, how do you keep up with that? So, yeah, agreed, agreed. I yeah, I, I just, I don't know. I love it so much. I just want to exist forever. So, we'll see next year. That that's true. That's true. We'll see. We'll see. But I imagine if you were an owner that bought a team for like forty million dollars, dude. Like, yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know about that. I don't know. They, they got to be getting their money somehow, or they are going to be royally upset. So, uh, I don't know. That gives me a little bit of hope that it's got some longe- longevity because there is money behind it compared to some other things where it's like, oh, we thought this would be interesting, so we did it, and it's like, all right, we'll we'll just stop it whenever it's no longer interesting or wanes a little bit in popularity. So, mm-hmm. so I don't know. That's also a weird time of the year for Overwatch too, because it's like the end of the regular season part where. Like nothing exciting's happening because everything's locked in for the playoffs already. Essentially uh-huh. except for like one or two games. So I don't know. I I, don't know. I haven't watched a single game this entire year. So how many did you watch last year? Like three maybe? Yeah. Maybe less, to be honest. <laughs> you're like you're like think counting back, you're like, maybe two? Uh no, pro- honestly probably three or four. Yeah. Was how many? 
But there were also many games that I watched, but I never, like, I didn't finish mm-hmm. watching. Yeah. Fully through. Yeah. Yeah. Is there any video game esport that you would be interested in watching? Like, if they were to turn into, like, the most professional organization and, like, great production value, is there any, like, a game where you're like, I want to watch that all the time? As an esport? Yeah. Um. Honestly, I'm not really into that many esports anymore. Yeah, I don't. I don't really watch that many, or if at all. Uh, I watch the siege ones every once in a while, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, which are kind of fun. And um, I, I, I pay attention to Call of Duty, but I can't watch the games. I just find them so boring. Yeah. <laughs> yeah um. But I, but I, I still like pay attention to the players and the teams and like see who wins and everything. Mm-hmm. But watching a game is just so, so frustratingly boring. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, is there if you had to pick one video game and that was the only video game you can watch for the rest of your life, what video game do you think that would be? Oh, that's tough. Oh. It had to be a, have to be an eSport? No, it could be any video game. Like any, any video like, game that I could watch. Like when you logged into Twitch, that was the only game that would show up for you to watch. And if the person switched to a different game, the stream would disappear. <laughs> um, Which actually happens to some people, just mentally. It does. <laughs> yeah, it does. I, I don't have an answer. Because if I was forced to watch one video game... Yeah. I wouldn't watch Twitch. Yeah. yeah. Because I don't watch Twitch for the video games, really, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anymore. Or I ever did. It's mostly just because I watch the people that are playing them. Mm-hmm. That is you true. know? Yeah. So I don't really focus on the game. Yeah. I don't really give two fucks. <laughs> Whatever they're playing, <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't really matter, you know? Yeah. I agree. I agree. I hear that. I hear that. I would watch Overwatch would be high up there, but if it wasn't Overwatch, I'd probably watch Hearthstone. If I had to pick one game that I would just watch for Are you still into that? I I actually started playing it again this month a little bit. Um so but I haven't gotten back into it like I used to be. But uh mm-hmm. but just watching Hearthstone, I love watching people play that game. Um I just I don't know, it's it I find it just so fun there's something about like the inter like the interactions between the minions and like damage dealing that just like captivates me so have you watched um team fight tactics at all i have no idea what that is i feel like you would like it yeah it's like i honestly don't really know how to explain what it is it's like a it's like a card game but with figure like with with mini miniature chess pieces that are heroes that fight it's like strategic i don't know go look it up team fight tactics i feel like you would like it the uh riot made it the who made league of legends oh really okay okay yeah yeah it's it's good it's good all right i'll check that out out. yeah yeah check it out okay yeah i'm uh i'm i'm in a big 
anger at anyone that makes me pay a subscription for anything now. And so I'm, oh, okay. I'm kind of, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I Are you out of the subscription thing now? I'm trying to get rid of all of them. <laughs> all of them? I'm trying. How? Um, yeah, right. It's very. Tough. You can't live without subscriptions, though. I know that's what's so hard. I um, I started. Well, first I went through, and Apple iTunes was like, and the App Store was like the bane of my subscription existence because there were so many that just go there, and I just don't notice that they're still there because it like an iTunes charge shows up on my credit card. I'm like, oh yeah, okay. Like I did probably get. Some- oh yeah. Okay. Um, like for example, I was paying for Bloomberg Bloomberg Business Week, their subscription to that magazine, which I don't think I've read for four <laughs> years now, maybe five, and I'm still paying for the damn thing. So like, I just cut out everything, like everything. I was like, I will unsubscribe for anything that I pay a subscription to, and I will bring it back later if I deem that I absolutely need it. I paid for Damn. YouTube Premium, YouTube Premium, and I'm very close. To you bringing, paid for YouTube Premium? I did. I'm very close to bringing it back because I didn't realize how shitty the experience was with ads. <laughs> I was like, so I, uh, but I don't know yet. We're we're not. We haven't gotten back to the re-adding subscriptions back into uh, my life. So the two that I almost got rid of, but I kept are HBO. I still have that one. Okay. And, Netflix. And the only reason Netflix survived is I don't watch Netflix right now, really. And, like, you know, my media consumption, like, goes through different waves. And right now I'm not in the Netflix phase. And I almost got rid of it, but Sarah watches it all the time. And I'm the one that has the Netflix account. And so I felt like that would be really shitty to be like, hey, guess what we don't have anymore? Canceled. But yeah, so I, I pretty much tried to up all my recurring payments. We'll see. We'll see how this works. Damn, good luck, man. That's that's tough. I sometimes I try to go through and I and I look at. I don't really have that many, mm-hmm. but some of the ones that I have are somewhat expensive. Like I have an Adobe subscription, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. I use a lot. You know, for like whatever I'm doing. Yeah. So that one's kind of tough. Um, I just recently decided to cancel my Dropbox subscription. Oh my god! Fuck! Thank you for reminding me. I gotta do that tomorrow. Shit, dude! I just got so, the email. Sorry, go on. No, no, it's okay because they're gonna raise the price. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, yo, fuck them. Yeah. I'm gonna find something better, and I found a sick alternative. Yeah. That is a little less money. Well, it's a it's a little less storage, but. Half the price. What, what is it? It's called. Um, hold on, I have it on my phone. I found it on that website that I that we talked about, privacytools.io. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, I found it through them. It's called Sync. Okay. Wait. Sync.com. Sync.com. Why did that sound so familiar? Sync.com. And it's all encrypted. Okay. There's no like the the people who are on Sync cannot cannot see like what you upload okay. compared to Dropbox. Yeah. And it's a lot less in price. You get a little bit less storage, but I never used the full terabyte on Dropbox anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um That's true. So I think my subscription mine comes up in September. Yeah. So I have to swap them. Yeah. And like 
move everything over, which is going to be a hellish experience. Yeah, mine but, up in three days. So I've been being oh, fuck. for two weeks now. So Oh, shit. Okay. I know what I'm doing for the next two days. Um, I, in my meantime, before, I don't know if I'm going to settle on sync yet, but either way, I pay for Office 365 currently. And I was like, why am I paying for Dropbox when I actually use OneDrive for half my files anyways? So it's like, oh. I was like, I'll just move all of my <clears throat> stuff, at least over for now, to OneDrive because I think I still have another year on that one. And then I can look around if I want to move elsewhere. But um, Oh, not bad. Okay. Yeah, I, it's funny because I got that email. It's like, oh, you're renewing. And by the way, we're increasing to $120 a year. Don't worry. That's only $10 a month. I was like, fuck you. Fuck you. You sent me that email at the exact worst time Dropbox because like, you almost escaped the purge. <laughs> like, I was like, really, dude? And then when I tried to cancel, they were like, oh, just kidding. Like, we'll, we'll, we'll let you pay the same price as last time. I'm like, yeah, nope. Nope, already decided. <laughs> Not going to work. Yep. Yeah, so, oh, shit, I got to do that. All right. Yeah. I got Fuck Dropbox. Seriously. Get him out of here. Yeah, that's, uh, it's, yeah, yeah. And then I canceled my one password. Oh, I still have that. I love one password though. So So I found another one. What do you use? Dude, let me tell you. Okay. Oh yes, tell me. There is I, I had a subscription to one password. I love one password. It's great. And then I started looking to privacy tools that I owe, mm -hmm. found out that they have access to your passwords, blah blah blah, things like that. Really? And I was already thinking like, hey, I want to switch because I don't want to use a paid subscription. Yeah. So I found this one called Bitwarden. Okay. And Bitwarden is exactly like 1Password. It is free. And it is all encrypted. Interesting. All right. And they have an app. Okay. They have your Chrome, Firefox extensions. What and it's that? almost exactly. How do they sync then? It syncs, so you have to manually sync. Okay. So you like go into the app and you click sync, and then it will it will it'll sync. So you sign in with like an email and you do it through that. Okay. Oh, okay. I yeah. What you're saying. It's worth looking into. It's worth yeah. looking into. Yeah. It's interesting. That is very interesting. Okay, maybe I'll maybe I'll pop over on that one. All right, I like. Or it. just you know, give it a gander. You know, give it a gander. Okay, we'll give it a gander. This is this is. See, we're got we were going through the subscription purge as well at the yeah. same time. Yeah, it's true. It's weird that how often you and I are doing the same things without having discussed it first. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of strange <laughs> to be is, honest, and it's, it's very weird. Very <laughs> uh, I'm a little disturbed, it, it, but yes, it is. But uh, <laughs> all right, I, one pass is gonna be tough for me, but I think my subscription for that one renews in like March. So I got some time. To oh, you got a while. You got a while to the look Dropbox through. Is the one I got to figure out fucking now. So, um, damn. Okay. Yeah. We got this. We got this. Yeah, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. I, I think I'm my right now. I'm just really hoping that all of my data and my Dropbox is at least cached on my laptop. And I don't have to download anything for that. Because that's going to suck. Yeah. Switching from Dropbox to something else is going to be probably the most annoying thing. Yeah, yeah, it really is. Like, yeah. <clears throat> now, there's this other one, mm -hmm. not sync.com. It's called P Cloud. Okay. And I've heard a lot of good things about it. And their pricing is kind of crazy. Okay. Um, they do 
a lifetime subscription. How? So you can get two terabytes for, for life for $350. How? Isn't that crazy? I don't know. How? <laughs> for life. Like, that's crazy. Yeah. And you're never going to use two, two terabytes. So they have 500 gigs, 175 for life. Like, that is a crazy. That is insane. Right? All right. Huh. Okay. Yeah. Now I got all these good. Now, they're. So I think how they kind of get you with this is that their encryption mm-hmm. you, is separate. So you pay extra for more encryption or something like that. Um, oh, yeah. I see that. Okay. But there is supposedly a free alternative that people have, that people do, mm-hmm. where they like download something and it, I don't know, you'd have to look it up. But um, yeah, it's just another interesting alternative for Dropbox because that, fuck them. Yeah. And they're $120 a month or a year. I mean, not month. That'd be crazy. But year. <laughs> Damn, this is crazy. Okay. All right, interesting. interesting. Yeah, I'm just giving you some options, you know, yeah. for you to look oh, over. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. It is what I forget what we were talking about this with like like a year ago. Um, oh, it was I think it was Netflix. It's it's interesting to me when people go or not people when corporations or companies go from being the darling to like being kind of resented <laughs> and hated a little bit. Like Dropbox mm-hmm. was like king of the castle forever and like i loved dropbox like they could do no wrong and like realistically part of the reason i should get rid of dropbox other than like what we've just talked about is i don't think i've touched the files in dropbox and i like i two years like a year maybe like it just kind of stuck around because it was too much of a pain to move and everything i'd done recently was stored on OneDrive. Because also there was like the storage was free, and that's what you used anyway. Yeah, so. that's what I was just kind of like. That's what I was using, and like Dropbox just kind of sat around as this thing that hold held all this old data for me, and so oh. it's uh, I don't know. At some point, it kind of just switched, and I don't know why, but but yeah, interesting. All right, I got some I got some work ahead of me on this stuff. I got some work. Yeah, ahead. oh, definitely. But yeah, I I still use Dropbox almost every day. Oh, really? Yeah, like I still actively store stuff and use it and yeah. whatever. So when the time comes, it's going to be so freaking annoying. To... Are you going to try and do it in one fell swoop or small bits at a time or like? So I think the best way to do it is to download the Dropbox app. Yeah. And then literally just copy paste everything over. Yeah. To the other app that you have. Yeah. And then just do it like that yeah. because. My worry is I don't know if I have enough storage on my computer, like free storage. That's so, that's the thing that I don't like. Yeah, I, I don't, don't know. I think I'm going to do a move operation with like a terabyte of data because that seems like bad shit's going to happen. Right? Like it's like I'm, yeah, probably not a good idea. Maybe to what do that. maybe what I'll do is I'll copy my entire Dropbox folder to an external hard drive. And that way, if anything bad goes down, like I at least have a copy of my you have a backup somewhere. 
Yeah. That's what I was going to do too. And then I'll, I mean, I already have backups. I have like redundant backups out the wazoo, right? I have a local backup, I have a cloud backup, I have backups fucking everywhere. Um, but still, like, if I'm about to do something, I'm like, let's just do one more backup for this move. And then just instead of copying, move the files from Dropbox to OneDrive. So that way I don't have to come up with more space in my computer. So that works. I think it'll be fine. Yeah, I think that's what we'll do. So, all right. Well, that's a fun project to do this week. So. Can't wait. I'll have to I'll have to keep you keep you updated on that one. So. Yeah, keep me informed about what you do. Yeah, we'll do. We'll do. All right, real quick. I, we already talked about food, but um, let's wrap this bad boy up. I want to give you a real quick food finish, and we can call we can call this bad boy a a week in the uh in the thing of stuff in, in the, the bag. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's actually a two parter. Um, I saw this on I think Twitter a while ago, so you probably did too. And my question to you is what do you call forks, spoons, and knives collectively? Utensils. Okay, interesting. All right, all right. Why? What do you call them? Silverware. Oh, okay. Even though they're not I mean, silver, but like utensils is also like, I'm like, yeah, I recognize that as a... Uh, I mean, it. it's... I guess I could use them interchangeably, but I would probably first call them utensils. Yeah, see, I think I default to silverware. Like, oh, can you, can you grab? Can you get out the silverware? Is what I would say if like we're having people over for dinner. See, I don't think I would say that actually. Yeah, I would probably say utensils. Interesting. Okay. Now, the- or I'd say, hey, can you get the forks? Because <laughs> everyone's like, using forks. Just the forks show up. You're like, hey, by the way, can you also get the knives? <laughs> And maybe the spoons. Um, well, you know what? I feel like when I say, hey, get the forks, it's like, okay, well, I'm also going to need to get the knives. Yeah. You know? Yeah. They're like almost synonymous. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, and so my follow-up question to you is, what is your favorite utensil? Oh, fork. Absolutely. Andrew, why? The fork is the pinnacle of the utensil. Okay. It is what you eat with. Okay. There's nothing else. Yeah, maybe. If you didn't have a fork, it you'd be lost. See, I was tied between fork and spoon. <sighs> spoon, let me tell you. I think a spoon is overrated. A spoon is only good with a liquidy substance. No, like I could, there's some desserts. Like I could eat like dessert, like a custard. You could eat that with a fork, though. I could. I could. I, I'm not denying that, but I feel like I reach <laughs> for a spoon. <laughs> and I feel like if I don't have a fork, there's a lot where I'd be like, I'll just spoon that bad boy in. I mean, you got to think about how you would eat things without a fork. It'd be, it'd be tough. I think you've sold me on this though, because I th- I feel like. No, because I feel like most, <laughs> almost everything you can eat with a fork, you can eat with a spoon. But there's a lot, no! of, there's a lot of stuff that you eat with a spoon that you can never eat with a fork. That's true, but I feel like there is... Okay, try eating a steak without a fork. Just You just push your spoon into <laughs> it with a knife, and then you scoop up oh. the little piece and put it in your mouth. Oh, come on, man. It's, it's, that's doable. It's doable, but you... It's eat, doable. You eat your soup, your ramen with a fork. Show me. I could just pick up that bowl and slurp it up. <laughs> yes. 
Oh my gosh, you guys, this has been another episode of Shenantics. New episodes go live bright and early Monday morning, just in time for your workday, school day, chores, commute, whatever you do, we are there to hang out with you. You can find the podcast anywhere you find podcasts, including the iTunes Store, the Google Play Store, our website at Shenantics.rock, Spotify, Podcasts, Overcast, Castro, wherever it is that you listen to podcasts, we are there to hang out with you. If you have any comments or questions, you can send them to Twitter at Shenantics. Twitter.com slash pod. <laughs> One of those. <laughs> One of those. Uh, or email at shenanticspodcast at gmail.com. Skanky will check both of those, so make sure you send him some good, delicious stuff. If you want to join the discussion, we have a <laughs> Discord. Head to discord.shenantics.rocks. It'll pass you over to the invite link, which will pass you to the app, and then you can join, and it'll be great and fun, and everyone will love you. And um, I think that's pretty much it. Skanky, where can they find you on the internet? Thank you very much on Twitch at twitch.tv slash skanky, S-K-X-N-K-Y, and on Twitter at iSkanky, I-S-K-N-K-N-Y, or whatever. I didn't know if I spelled it right. I'm going, where can I find you? I'm not on the internet right now. So, but in a few You can't weeks, find them anywhere. In a few weeks, I should be maybe tweeting again at twitter.com slash... You were on Twitch the other day. I was on Twitch the other day. I, was, I had to stop by all my friends and stuff. So it was so nice of him. Speaking of which, hi Nesto, talking about jittery cricket. Uh, I was in her stream, and then you start streaming, and everyone just assumed I was gone because you started streaming, and I was like, "I'm, <laughs> I'm still no, uh, hi. yeah." And like, what did we just say? I was like, "I don't know. I'm actually at work right now, so I missed the thing you just said." But I did hear everyone say he's over watching Skanky now. Oh my. God, please. I was not watching you that night. I was hanging out with M. Cole is his own man. He can do whatever he wants. That's right. So I have lots of best friends. And if he doesn't watch me, I'm going to be really fucking angry. It's true. He sends me dead rabbits in the mail. Uh, it's kind of creepy. I'm just practicing for my role. I'm also on Twitch at twitch.tv slash mcole underscore and same username on Instagram. Twitch, Twitter, Instagram, and I'll be back on all those probably eventually and soon. And I was on some of them recently. Talk to you later. Bye, Skanky. Bye!